Hey everybody and welcome to the Comic Book Companion Podcast. Each week, I read comic books and discuss them book club style, page by page, with my friend and co-host, Connor Shackelford. Each week will consist of two issues that you will know about ahead of time, so you can read along with us. Now remember, you should read those books, because everything is going to be spoiled from here on out. At the end of each episode, you'll get our contact information so you can contribute to the conversation and you'll receive your homework assignment for the next episode. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get started. Alright, Connor and we are back, and we're talking all-new X-Men issue number nine. Yes, which is the start of a... I think this event goes into every X-Men run that was happening at this time, which is Apocalypse War. Right. And uh, this is the only X-Men issue that we're talking about this episode. Yes. Uh, Um, The second half of the episode, we'll be talking about Fantastic Four number two. Because it finally came out, and it's great. And it is really good. So, uh, yeah, so let's just... These are both pretty heavy, pretty... um, Lore-wise, we'll probably be talking a lot here. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So we probably need to jump right into this sucker. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, so starting off right here at the bat, uh, uh, right off the bat, we're in Utopia. So Utopia is where it's like West Coast X Mansion, right? Was yeah, it's where uh, I think Magneto founded it, and it's where like a, it's just a safe haven for mutants. Right. Okay. And so this is what's left of it, which yeah. I'm assuming that's after uh, all the shenanigans that went down. Um, yeah, like, it's been destroyed, like, 40 times over, so. Would, would you say this was after, um, uh, Avengers versus X-Men? Yes, actually. That's probably where all this recent damage is, is from Avengers versus X-Men. Right, alright, cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, That line's we're up at... timeline-wise, so. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so we're at Utopia, and it's Evan's birthday, Kid Apocalypse. It is, and this whole series of panels here is great, because it's a bunch of cameos from from the kids from Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh, okay, so that's what's going on. Yeah, so the shark lady is someone, or, yeah, yeah, she's a shark, she looks like a dolphin in this panel. Um, we get the the rock... The blue one? Yep, the rock guy, um, in the little seat here. I I can't remember half their names, because they weren't given that much screen time in that series either oh um, gotcha the i hate that i forget the girl with the antlers his names because she was awesome and then um the dj is kid gladiator who is one of the best characters from that series really yeah like all of this threw me for a loop because i'm like all of these are just like babies of big uh, grown characters yeah, kinda. Some of them are descendants. Some of them are just mutants that happened after, like, um, after House of M. So when mutants started showing back up again. Gotcha. And uh, we see that Laura is riding an ice slide. Yeah, with Brew, who uh, <laughs> was a big focus of the Wolverine and the X Men run. He was cool. And he's, like, one of the brood, right? Yeah, so he's a mutant brood, so he has, like, intelligence. He's not part of the hive mind. Gotcha. Yeah. And so Kid Gladiator is DJing this party. Um, Angel brings in Cyclops, (laughs) which he's out of traction and stuff, so that was fast. Yeah, he's recovering. Um, He's young. He's yeah, a, I he's guess. He's in a cast. He has a sling, but in a, and in a wheelchair. But uh, he he's here. He's here to have some fun. He's resilient, man. Um, and so Angel wants him to come and shake whatever he can move. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, Cyclops is like my aversion to dancing has <laughs> nothing to do with this cast, and you know it. Go waggle with your girlfriend, which was oof. That was. A and then they spot. sighed at each other. Yeah. Um. And so then Laura's not having it, and she's like, yeah, whatever. 
And then Kid Gladiator announces that it's uh, Evan's birthday. So a, a naming convention that uh, Kid Gladiator and Kid Apocalypse both have is there. there's a bigger mutant with their name, and they're just called Kid Blank, and it's great. Right, right, exactly. Uh, um, I feel like there were other characters like that, too. Uh, DCS Kid Flash. Um, oh, and I was thinking, like, Aqualad. Yeah, Aqualad. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> they're like, yeah, your grown-up version is just the regular version, and you're the kid <laughs> you're version. The kid version. So, good luck to you. So Evan is sixteen today. Yeah, so he turned sixteen. Uh, he can drive now. Yeah, he can legally drive now in some states. <laughs> um, so when this kid says Genesis here, uh, right, and, and this is I I Boy, who was part of uh, looking at him more, and it's definitely I Boy from Wolverine and the X Men, who was great. His mutant powers, oh. he's covered in eyeballs. I don't um, like that. Um, so when he calls him Genesis, that was the name of the project that they used to clone Kid Apocalypse. Or, yeah, to make Kid Apocalypse. So I guess oh. he's just referring to him as... That seems harsh, but for some reason he's just okay with it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Okay, so real quick detour here yeah so dude just is covered in eyeballs yeah eyeboy's power is he is covered in eyeballs that is not helpful i wish glob herman was here because he's just his power is he's transparent i don't like this <laughs> so, listen do you know how many times he could get poked in the eye oh it's a lot i don't like that they're at on all. his hands too you accidentally poke yourself in the eye and it sucks <laughs> when they're everywhere I just can't have that. Um, Anywho. So, Kid Apocalypse is kind of <laughs> monologuing to him. Man, where's my eye boy solo around? Um, no, I will not read that. <laughs> Kid Apocalypse is kind of monologuing to himself, uh, saying, like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to get Teenage Mutants to come dance somewhere. Um, right. Or uh, And he's like, I'm the um, nice one, the people pleaser, or as Bobby so eloquently put it, the smiley guy in the corner. And that was right. from last issue. Um, and uh he's wanting to take a break away from this party because he's like yeah he's not wrong yeah i do smile a lot but um he uh he's kind of he, he's kind of down it's exhausting yeah. to to be the fake happy one all the time it is and he's trying he's uh, he's putting in a lot of effort here because he's trying to not be apocalypse like right exactly um and then we cut to beast um and this was great because it's him going over uh, his notes for time traveling and all of his trials. Right. Um, he's on week five. Uh, right. And he's like, where, where's the line about you? Um, I have the arrogance of youth on my side along with an obsessively tenacious personality. Because he was going exactly. on about how um, the greatest scientific minds in this current timeline can't send them home. Another line I really liked is this unassuming red delicious apple has witnessed the fall of man, the fall of Rome, and the attitude era of professional wrestling. That was awesome, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that, too. I loved it. Um, so some of these... Oh, and he mentioned that he has um, 13 back alley time machines. Right. Uh, so this the big one here looks like a bootleg cosmic cube. Um, oh... I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then he has I like a I golden gun. He has a bat with some crystals in it. Yeah, which I don't necessarily understand the gun or the bat. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know what they're referencing. But the gauntlet thing he has is on is that a power the... glove? Yeah, from Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about all that, but yeah, I'm not sure how that's supposed. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little silly, but whatever. I um, loved it. And yeah, so he's just trying to get back to his old timeline. Uh, Evan walks in and he's like, "Kind of sorry to interrupt, but he's trying to get pickles for this for this." My um, favorite. Yeah, your favorite new X Man pickles. Look at him. He's doing one of my favorite things. He's eating cake. Uh, he's eating cake in his drawer. <laughs> um, he has a little if drawer could... with a little tablet. Why does he have toenail clippers in his drawer? <laughs> um. So Evan wants to take Pickles for a trip, a little birthday trip, to kind of like think of, think things over and get out of uh, the party atmosphere. Right, and we see that Beast didn't realize that it was Evan's birthday. He forgot that. Yeah, 
so he wishes him a happy birthday right right after he bamps. Exactly. And so and, this, um, you you take the helm here because I'm interested to see what you're thinking here. Well, like I was real confused about what was happening here. So he bamps into this little old town. Yeah. Uh, Tolman's Fields with a population of 937 people. Right. And so he just wanted to go back home for his birthday. And so, like, I wasn't sure, like, with his backstory and stuff, because I know nothing about him. And so he's talking about, like, all these different things, like uh, getting the ice cream and uh, getting a crappy, ugly cake from the baker <laughs> and and getting an uglier haircut from uh, Mrs. Riggs and then getting a dusty candy bar from... Uh, like I'm assuming like a corner store and like so he goes into this store and tries to buy a candy bar and nobody is having it that he's there they're not they're not this is kind friendly of, right this is kind of like um, going to a backwoods town in the south if you're uh, African American right yeah um. uh or if you're gay yeah. and you're real fabulous and you rolled up into one of these towns <laughs> and uh, people weren't having it. Um, um, and so then we see that uh, the the clerk doesn't want to take his money. So he's like, fine, just keep the change. And then he goes to leave the place and he gets a drink thrown at him from a bunch of hillbillies in a truck. Um, but then... He starts having these like memories, which was really throwing. Yeah. So um, here's a little crash course of Kid Apocalypse okay. here. Um, when he was found by the X Force and Rick Remender's run of X- Uncanny X Force, um, he was in kind of this weird pocket dimension universe thing, where okay. um, he was in a tube and he was being fed fake memories. Which his okay. fake memories were just Superman's backstory. Um, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So his fake because I was like he he was he is Clark Kent. <laughs> like he grew up like Clark Kent grew up. Uh, that's what I was gonna say was with this tractor photo yeah. or memory, and then the memory of him with the mom or whatever baking and stuff. I was like, this feels just like the Kent's farm. Yeah, and that's very intentional. Um, so the fake memories that um, Phantom X. Because uh, everyone but Deadpool on the X-Force wanted to kill him. Because he was going to be... They were like, he's going to be a new apocalypse and we need to kill him. Right. And then... Um, so... I think Phantom X shoots him. And then everyone's like, oh, okay. Um, I guess that happened. And then Deadpool quits the team because he doesn't want to <laughs> kill kids. Uh, right. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, I was on very much Team Deadpool when that happened. But it turns out... Morals, it man. It turns out Phantom X didn't kill him. He just put him in little a uh, little Phantom X thing, where he'll put fake memories into him so he, until he's old enough to like go out on his own and be in the uh, gotcha. university or the um, mansion. Uh, okay, and this was the backstory that um, Phantom X would feed him. Gotcha. So he was just a Superman fan, apparently. That's hilarious. Um, but then at the same time, so like. Okay, Pickles took him to this location. So it's a real town. So okay. So he's just not how he remembers it at all. Okay. So, like, he has better memories of what this town actually is. Yeah, like is. everyone was friendly to him. Gotcha, okay. Um, and apparently the John Deere place is shut down. <laughs> and very much deserted. But, um... Yeah, and he explains yes. his little explaining, like explanation here. Where it's like it was a computer-generated fairy tale, right? Okay, that all makes so much more sense now when uh, you haven't read that other yeah. stuff. So, and he talks about um, the truth is I grew up at a cloning tube, and my child childhood memories of uh, that living, breathing Rockwell painting were just a computer-generated fairy tale. So, like. That's when it all kind of clicked, but yeah, uh, which is, I mean, obviously the intention, but um, I knew that there was more to this whole situation 
than what I actually right myself. I just did, find it so. This is like a cool take on the, I guess the Kent story, is like that it was all fake and you have to kind of deal with that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. I like this line here. Where he's like, um, uh, he's talking about his actual destiny and refers to it as a megaloman megalomaniac. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna edit that out. Um, yeah, yeah, bleep megalomaniacal that. <laughs> world-ending steroid Hitler. Yeah, that's okay, 15 minutes. Okay. I mean, that that sums up apocalypse. Yeah. So, oh boy. Um, and there he's saying like, why do I smile all the time? Why do I? Uh, why don't I have bad days? Because what happens when my friends see the clone of apocalypse looking sad or depressed or angry? Like yeah, yeah, right. They're like, "Oh crap! It's that. Da- it's time. He's gonna <laughs> yeah, kill us like all." Yeah, he's apocalypse. Exactly. It's it's time for Armageddon. Um, and I like that little pickles <laughs> yeah, is just chilling in he's his lap. Feeling sorry for him. I listen. I cannot express my love <laughs> enough for pickles. That little guy is so adorable have, and just getting in all the have troubles. A, vamp, a pet vamp. Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, what? I don't ever have to drive again? Bamf, let's go. You have to feed him. I will uh, feed you all the birthday cake. Uh, so they bamf back to uh, Utopia. And uh, Evan was trying to be all sneaky-like to get more cake <laughs> for uh, Pickles. And he was going to put him back in his drawer and stuff without anybody knowing that they were gone or back um but he runs across Edie. yeah um who catches him and is like i exactly. was about to start the movies without you um and that you need to come here and watch these movies with us because it's your birthday and we have popcorn also she got a haircut right um oh okay it, <laughs> i've just noticed that in this art <laughs> she she's rocking full mohawk now instead of the half shaved i don't I don't think so, because oh. in the top right panel, it looks like the left half oh, okay. of her head is still covered okay. in hair. Maybe I'm just that that oh panel my, that oh panel right God. here where she says you just really wanted her to have <laughs> that a panel mohawk. right here where she says okay. It looks like that it was yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Anywho, then we cut we cut the beast um, where he's wrecked he's his wrecked golden, golden time traveling gun. It's not working out, and his crystally baseball bat. Um, and he's just saying fail, fail, fail. And Evans right. dropping in again to just put Pickles to bed. Um. <laughs> so cute. He's, so He's cute. really cute. And then um, <laughs> Beast is just like, it's fine. I'm just over here recording my latest spectacular failure. Uh, right. So he's just trying to um, get them back home. And Evan is talking to him about his birthday and kind of like faking it again. And then he offers Beast right. to go watch movies with uh, ID, and he's like, "That sounds delightful, but I still have to test this big cube thing." Um. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he's off to do and that, and then a kid apocalypse spots the this little idiot. <laughs> the mask that Doctor Strange gave Beast. So we knew this was going to come back I into play. We said after I didn't we saw it. This soon. Me neither. <laughs> And I didn't expect it to go like this. <laughs> so Beast explains that it was a gift from Doctor Strange. Uh, and to not put it on because it will uh, give you some bedwetting night terrors. Exactly. And then what happens is little puts dude, it on. he decides to put it straight to hell on. <laughs> no hesitation. None. Uh, and Kraku. We get some blue glowy effects. Uh, so I guess the, the cube worked. Um because they're time traveling. Uh, like, see, I don't know. Did was it that, or was it a combination of, the magic of the yeah. Evan putting this magical mask on? Although, yeah, it must have been a combination yeah. of the two. Because like, Evan's putting the mask on, but just above that is Beast yeah. pulling the lever on this machine. So. It must have all been at the same right. time, I guess. That makes more sense. I actually didn't see Beast pulling the lever the first time through this. 
I didn't either uh, until I was just looking so at. So we are right in then. outside of. Ver- I'm gonna do my best here. Avaris, a lower Egypt, long, long ago. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. Um, and we get some uh, people who kind of look like bandits. Um, right going after this old man, and their language is uh, archaic right. Egyptian. But don't worry, it's yeah, all it's being, all being translated. translated for us. Um, so they're beating up yeah. this rich old man. Um, Several yeah. of them. Um, and we see two masked figures. One is talking to the other about getting an Eiffel Prince pretty, and he's seen it all before. Um, yeah, so I guess this lady keeps calling the dude on the ground Prince Pretty. Yeah. Because I guess he's <laughs> pretty, and he's a prince. Sounds like your father know. was right then. What, uh... He told me you're too old for watching. Time to start doing. So the lady tr- uh, tries to get him to kill this old man. And yeah. He's not having it. Yeah. Some of the other guys are like, come right. on, boss. The little freak doesn't have it in him, you know. And so they're, they're kind of at an impasse because uh, he doesn't want to, but his uh, mom keeps pushing it. I'm going to assume this is his mom. Um, I don't I don't know. I it's think just it's some just some lady caretaker, running this. Like, this uh group right of okay yeah there's no real solid proof it's this mom so uh so all of the dialogue bubbles have the little carrots or whatever they are to show that around they're them talking in egyptian yeah right but then when she says to pull the pull your blade it doesn't have them oh so was that, was that a typo or is, it, or is that is english speaking in english uh and then that guy laughs in <laughs> english too <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right um, which i think that's uh <laughs> that's universal that's multilingual yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's about to do it and then blue or uh, my bad Krakum, and they yeah. uh beast and evan with the mask fall into this um era surprise and then the mask just gets bopped away yeah it bounces off um and Hank is, or, uh, my bad, Evan is like, where are we right now, Hank? What is this? Uh, and Hank doesn't really know. He's like, we're not in early 60s New York. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, and then <laughs> Evan's like, why would we be? And he's like, just, never just, mind. Let's just... not focus on that right now. And so Beast right. being Beast immediately uh, guesses where they're at. Which is Lower Egypt, right. possibly the 18th century BC. Right. Um, and then Kid Apocalypse is like, oh no, we're in ancient Egypt. Right. Um, and here, oh, here we and... go. Um, I believe so. Um, oh, okay, so Kid Apocalypse is like, why are all these guys cursing us in English? And then Beast is like, you can understand them. And, right. So that's just him being able to understand Egyptian, because he can understand languages. So. It- yeah. Exactly, or I guess they're translated um, into English for him. I'm not sure how his power works, but yeah, maybe it's like one of those like in Star like Trek, the universal the little, communicator. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. but he just has it built in. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, the pr- Prince Pretty catches Evan and uh, runs away with him. Right, and they leave Beast there. Which, which is not good. Up. Even Evan calls this guy out on it, saying, like, my friend's still back there. And he's like, I only took one yeah. more, sorry. Um, yeah. And he calls out, this is the girl calling out to um, her goons, right? Right here. Will someone uh, please retrieve that stupid yeah. boy? Okay. Yep. Uh, and to take that blue abomination's head and make Prince pretty watch. Right. Um, um, and th- yeah, and then- this is this is getting... Beast is he fast. Is. So he starts to get away. Um, he's going yep. for the castle wall here. Or like this big city wall. Right. Uh, he steals a horse. And you just yeah. hear it constant. So the borders of these pages are just clop, 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 clop. I mean, there's, there's lots, lots of, of horses, lots of man. Horses so there's, there's going to be lots of clopping. Um, He's dodging sword strikes on his horse. He's doing a lot here. He's punching people. Punching people. Uh, then he people. gets tackled off of his horse. This is upsetting. Yeah, this is... Uh, I was not expecting this at all. Um, no. And 
this guy explains like, "Hey, you impressive outlander, you embarrassed ten sandstormers in one an open battle." And Beast is down for the count and gets his stomach gutted. Right. <laughs> and so like I stared at these two panels for a long time because I could not figure out what had happened. Yeah. And because I'm like I see the slice, I see blood spraying, but earlier or I'm sorry, in the panel just above that, the third panel, you see that his mouth is Yeah, bloody. so he fell off the horse. And I'm so guessing. I was Yeah. Right. And uh so I was like, Well damn, his mouth is bloody, but then what is this bloody slice? And then you look at his yeah. arms and his arms are just covered in blood and I'm like, Oh, she cut yeah. his guts. Uh so Beast is not having a good night tonight. No. Um, and Thanks a Evan lot, and Evan. Prince Pretty are on their ride back to town, and they're talking right. about how they're catching up, but they won't close the gap in time. And um, <laughs> Evan asks them if he shoots bows and bows and arrows, and uh, <laughs> the guy is like, "Yeah, my father's archers are expert marksmen." <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then because your horse is about to get an arrow yeah, in the horse butt. is down. Um, Evan. So everybody's yeah, down. Evan and Prince Pretty are kind of talking back and forth. They, uh, Prince Pretty has accepted his fate. Um, and the Sandstormers are all like, no one, ex- or he's explaining to Evan that no one escapes the Sandstormers and that at least you'll get to die. Um, and then he's like, <laughs> and Evan's like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's comforting. comforting. But can we just fight them? I'm pretty good at fighting. Uh, so they do. But it's pretty great because if you notice where he's like, that's comforting, um, when he's talking, He's also talking in that language, so apparently he was able to just yeah, switch right so over. Yeah, so he just knows archaic Egyptian now. Um, right. So Evan starts fighting. Instead of running, he uh, gives this guy a good fan- or Mr. Fantastic kick. Uh, right. But I can kick him right in his face yeah, real quick. And then the... Uh, our friend here is like, "What's how are you doing this? And Evan explains, it's a combination of super stretchy limbs and six credit hours of old school <laughs> gumption taught by a man they call called Wolverine. Love it. Um, That's awesome. And the sun will be up soon, boss. We should probably go. So, um, Yeah, we've cut back yeah. to Beast bleeding so out in the, the desert. the whole crew of uh, Sandstormers here are kind of watching him bleeding out. And, uh, I like yeah. it. So... The head here, the head honcho, is like, I won't leave you. I won't leave before your blood runs dry, and we might just need to cut some few more, a few more holes. Uh, yeah, but before that, she says, uh, "The problem with death by yeah. festering gut wound is that it's slow. Right? Uh, it's fun to watch, nice and painful, but the end does come quite slowly. Right? So Beast is like, that. That confirms bitch. Beast is bleeding out. Uh, right." And so Evan and his new friend are up in this tower. Right. Um, they won't be thrilled about riding back to tell my father, is what he's saying. And they, they leave. <laughs> they actually do leave. And then the guy's like, I need you to answer some questions for me. Is one of them, how the hell right. do you speak fluent Egyptian all of a sudden? Because <laughs> I'm afraid I can't help you there. <laughs> right. Um, and he wants to know where he comes from. And we get a full splash page here of what seems to be a young right. apocalypse. Another young apocalypse. Well, I'm betting then that this is the yeah. This is the real apocalypse when he was young, just the young version, not just kid apocalypse. So he hasn't been corrupted yet, or like he hasn't gone down the path that leads him to become apocalypse yet, because he wants to know if Evan will take him back with him. Which it's very possible then that now this version wouldn't become the evil version. Because he wasn't forced to kill yeah, that and he, dude. and he met Evan and Beast, so yeah. Um, and that's the right. end of this issue. So there's hope for Apocalypse, at least at yeah. this point. Um, so. And the next issue is called How Evan Got His Apocalypse. And this next cover <laughs> for issue 10. Um, it's... It looks good. Yeah, uh, it's looking looking promising here. 
Yeah, um, with uh, angry old apocalypse in the background. <laughs> just looming. Just all teeth. Um, so did you have any questions or did you have any thoughts before we wrap this one up? I don't think so. I think I squeezed in the bit of confusion that I had and uh, you were able to clean some of that up for me. Okay, so. cool. Um, yeah, good, no, good issue. It was... It, it, um, this was it a long, was a issue. long issue. It felt long. I was worried that the event, <laughs> it, like, and that's not a bad thing. Um, but no. I was worried that the, uh, cr- like, it would be a crossover issue that would have to make us read a bunch of other ones. But it seems like this part of the story is contained within all new X Men, so we'll be fine. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for. Yeah. But cool. Anything that you want to say about this issue? Um, I just find it awesome. It's not related to this issue, but I just find it great that Kid Apocalypse is just Clark Kent. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty hilarious. Great. I see what you did there, Marvel. Um, and that's all I have to say. Oh, so. so speaking of, this isn't comic book, or well, I mean, it's comic book related, but it's not related to what we've just read. But since you brought up Clark oh, yeah. Kent, Superman, did you hear the news so, about what so happened today? I know Cavill's gone, and... Um, Michael B. Jordan is on the short list to replace him. Okay, first, that is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Because we already ruined Human Torch with him did once. You not, did you like, not now like we him need to ruin Super... Did you not like huh? him in Black Panther? Oh, that's right, I forgot. No, leave him... No, yeah, he, was he was fantastic so in Black in Panther. So why are we like, going to do that? I feel like he does villains better from what we've seen, I guess. we've only. I think I agree with that. Now, secondly... Um. Well, I, I've got two okay. points. So I don't think that this is completely over, and that Cavill. I don't is either because nothing's confirmed yet. Um. Well, and his agent has tweeted out saying that the cape is still in his closet, and that there was still going to be an announcement from Warner Brothers and what. But I think it's a contract. It, it's thing. probably There's... a contract thing where like they're still disputing what's up. Um, I know he couldn't make the uh, Shazam cameo that was planned because he signed on for the Witcher Netflix series. Yeah, right. I did hear um, that. Which I'm, I'm super okay. excited for that Witcher. That's another completely off-topic thing. We're going to just let this run a bit. But um, So, yeah, no, that's fine. So I have a on-the-spot question for you that I've been thinking about all okay. day. So now I want your opinion on the spot. I think that if Henry Cavill is done with DC, Marvel needs to snatch him up immediately. Oh, yeah. I don't even care who he plays. Well, and that's my question, is who do you think he would be good for? Right. And I've been able to think about this all day, so now I'm springing it on you all of a sudden. One of my first ones was Mr. Fantastic, but I actually like the fan casting of John Krasinski as him. I think John would be fine. I think that uh, I've thought about that too, um, but I think that Henry is yeah, too buff it needs to be a for uh, Mister Fantastic. Um, one of my one of my first ones that popped into my head was uh, the Captain America villain Kang the Conqueror. Um, I oh think he'd yeah, be a good that'd fit be for that. Okay, you ready yeah, for mine? It. Is it Modok? <laughs> 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 no, I know how much you love Modoc's Modoc, great. but no, no, I think that he would make a perfect Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, he would. I didn't even think. I thought the opposite direction, Fantastic Four wise. But yeah, I want him. I want him to be a kick-ass Did you see villain. Him in, uh, the new Mission Impossible. I don't know if you watched those movies at all or not. <laughs> I wanted to see okay, it, but I didn't get a chance to it, see it. But he was the only reason I was going yeah, to go see it. His performance in it was really good. Like, that dude knows how to play a villain. So, Right. And so, like, he's been Superman. He's been one of the most iconic heroes that there is. But I think that he could be an absolutely amazing villain. And so Dr. Doom is smart. Dr. Doom is uh somewhat he's built one of the most, he's the most uh, powerful villain in the marvel universe arguably yeah. right and so like i don't think that he could just be outright defeated i feel like he would be a reoccurring he character. would be uh something to build up to post infinity war like because they need they're gonna size down again and then they'll have to have another build up so 
Yeah. Exactly, right. And now that they're bringing X-Men and Fantastic Four back to the fold, I'm like, ooh, baby, give me Henry Cavill as Doctor oh, Doom. I'm trying to think on the X-Men side of things if there's anyone, but yeah, Doctor Doom's the big one. That's, ooh. I saw on Reddit where someone had mentioned that he could be a good uh, Cyclops. Okay. Which I think I could go along yeah. with because Cyclops is also super fit and kind of built. And But I would want him in the costume from um, the animated series. The, 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 the single visor, not the big X. Yeah. Right. And then, like, with the hair. Right, the out hair. The yeah, top, he would like, look good in that. Nothing with, like, a helmet or, like, a latex over his hair. Right, right. Gotta have that flowing hair out. And then the cool Captain blue Britain. costume. <laughs> that was another one that was brought up in, in Reddit. Um, and uh, Century. That would be another. a direct, like, if they go that far, that's pretty much just casting him as a weird Superman, so. Yeah, exactly, right? So, but I was like, give him a villain role. Let it be Dr. Doom. I, I yeah. Anyway, So we're going we're gonna to go to break now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk yeah. about that, and this no, is the yeah, perfect totally. place to I'm do it. So, for sure. Oh, you better. I will choke <laughs> you, son. So we're going to break, and we'll be right. right back. The Comic Book Companion Podcast is brought to you by me. You guys, I have my own Amazon store and I want your business. But not only do I want your business, I also want you to support the Comic Book Companion podcast. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com slash shops slash M-M-M-S-C-C-C, as in Michael Matthew Moore's Comedy, Comics, and Collectibles, because I'm also a stand-up comedian, but that's not important right now, and fill up your cart with stuff from my shop. Once you're ready to check out, use the promo code COMPANION, and you'll get 15% off your entire order of items from my shop and my shop only. So, anyways, show your support for the podcast by going to my shop at Amazon.com, slash shops slash M-M-M-S-C-C-C and enter the promo code COMPANION at checkout. And we're back. We're ready to talk about Fantastic Four number two. Number two. Connor, this book this is, is so good. good. Um, so they do a lot I like here. Um, I don't know where you want to start. But... Well, I mean, we're going to... We're going to start right at the beginning, just okay. uh, per the usual. But, like, do you know very much of the Future Foundation and, um, like, who these different characters are? So, I know near the tail end of, like, Marvel Now, which was when the Ultimate Universe was still separated and all of that. Right. Um, that was, like, the in the main line, in the main timeline, that was the, like, foundation that knew, like, hey the universe is collapsing in on itself. Uh, we need to fix this. And then that's what caused secret wars. Gotcha. Um, so some of these characters, I don't know. Cause I didn't, re- I didn't read the preludes or any of that to secret wars. Uh, some of them I do like Alex powers, part of the power pack. Oh, which one is that? Oh God. He's not, the... it's okay. When we go through it, you can point them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so like, I can only assume who some of these characters are just from like, uh, some of these little mole people. Yeah, and, right. Uh, so um, th- I know from what I gathered from the first bit of Secret Wars, because the first issue opens with some of the feature foundation, is they're just a crew of people who are trying to not let Earth 616 get destroyed, which is the main Marvel Universe. Gotcha, okay. Uh, and they failed at Secret Wars, and that's why they're out trying to fix up the micro or the multiverse. Oh, okay. So, okay, let's just go ahead and uh, start going through the issue, and uh, I've got questions, so okay. I'll bring those up as we come across the stuff. Uh, so, first off, I was kind of confused on how this started, because with the first issue, it ended with the signal, the fan Right, I was signal. not expecting this whole, like, post-Secret Wars thing here. Yeah, this little bit of backstory on how we get to the signal is how this ends up happening. 
Um, and so these they're here on this planet, and they're um, repairing some kind of machine or whatever. Uh, Mr. Fantastic is saying that this yeah. should keep the ter- termitroids away from your people's Which is forest. such a Fantastic Four villain name. It really is, too. Uh, and uh, we get some monologue here from the Invisible Woman saying, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way except for one thing. The kids are growing up too fast. So and this yeah. Is the, so this is the first time we're seeing like kind of more adult versions of Val and uh, Franklin. Yeah, they're like teenagers now yeah. instead of like children. Yes. And to the point to where like uh, old alien dude here, <laughs> Prince Arboro, is hitting on Val. Yes. Which we get her code name, which is Brainstorm. Yeah, so they have names now. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, I love that name. That's a great name for her, yeah. And uh, the boy has... Franklin has a name, too, which I don't remember what it is. It's later on in the book, but um, I liked his name, too. But Brainstorm, I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope they keep these. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, and we see them that they're numbered, like Future Foundation style, um, and they're and, yellow and they're white and black suits. Right, and like the Fantastic Four suits, though, like on Human or um, Miss uh, Invisible Woman and Mister Fantastic, like are those supposed to be fours on their costume? I think they're not very good fours. Those are very sloppy fours. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so Val is talking to Prince Arboro, and, um, uh, Invisible Woman is talking to Mr. Fantastic, and Mr. Fantastic's like, I swear that dude reminds me of somebody, and she's <laughs> all like, wait, you know, yeah. proud-bearing, royalty, bare-chested, pointy ears, and, uh, uh <laughs> so Namor, duh. It's yeah. obviously just a orange or a pink version of Namor. It is just a pink version of Namor. And, and the second Mr. Fantastic realizes it. Exactly. He yanks like, her away from now. him. <laughs> so this is something I found that was interesting. I knew Franklin always had this kind of like level of power. But I didn't know anything about this. Okay, so at the end of Secret Wars, they are the last panel of that book is this ship and they're fixing the current universes in the multiverse so like they're fixing up the ultimate universe they're fixing like you just see a bunch of little windows of different okay. universes um but this establishes that franklin's been creating new ones yeah and a lot of them yeah so they've are i'm assuming they're already done fixing the main multiverse and that actually ties into something else i learned today um, I was reading some Spider-Man 2, which is a crossover book with Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Oh. And at the end of that book, it's revealed that the Ultimate Universe isn't dead anymore. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And so we find out that... Um, so Franklin has super awesome cosmic powers. Oh, yeah. Like, he he can just make... Uh, okay, so um, another plot dump here, but we'll get to it when we no. get to it. Um, so Franklin's making a new universe, because that's what they want. Right. Also, Sue makes a little comment here. Google Namor and Sue. The fanfic's fun, but it's not canon. That was pretty great. Um, so Franklin gets on popping in a new universe, um, and he can conceive one. And this guy here, he was a huge part in Secret Wars. He's the reason that that book ended. And uh, some of the Ultimate Universe characters. Like, he's the reason Miles Morales is in 616 now and doesn't remember anything about the Ultimate Universe. Now, are you talking about Franklin or Molecule Man? Molecule Man. Okay. He was I don't know too much about him, book. I don't think. I didn't either until I read Secret Wars. So. Oh, okay. So they... Molecule Man, Molecule Man reboots the universe in that um, at the end of Secret Wars. Oh. Uh. So he, I guess he when he rebooted, he chose to put himself out here with the crew interesting Um, yeah and so like they have to work as a team to create these uh universes yeah because franklin can conceive it but they need molecule man's molecules right to actually make it happen like make it part of the marvel multiverse yeah right and um this this part was made me laugh where um franklin's talking to the the dude who was hitting on yes uh val 
And he's like, yep, that's right, I made your universe, which technically makes me your god. So try to think about that the next time you try to kiss my sister. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty great. And he's not wrong. And I love that uh, this dude says fantastic. Yeah, like, good good title there. Nice little tie-in. And so we're getting these kind of glimpses of different universes that are being created. And it's cool that they're um, kind of, uh, they all get an input on these universes. Yeah, so, like, I guess they all just kind of gather around, and then someone on the team is just like, I want this universe to be aquatic-based. or Right. And um, so, uh, <laughs> this one universe has Kangacorns, or Unaroos. <laughs> or Norwallabies. Or Norwallabies, yeah. Um... And then, what's his name? The little fishy dude. Uh, Wu. Yeah, when it's Wu. Wu's turn, the universe is mostly aquatic planets. Um, and Don't forget the caves. Yeah, and then the little mole people want caves and stuff. and So that's all really cool that they did that. Uh, uh, right here, I, where um, they're talking about Don't Forget the Caves... And then, um, and pepperoni on my half, which is Alex right. Power. Oh, okay. So I don't exactly know what member, what part of the Power Pack he is, but I do remember them losing a member. So this is probably the one they lost. Interesting. That's cool that they tied all that in. Yeah. Um, and I like that, uh, shoot. Uh, is it Dragon Man? Dragon Man, yeah. Is all up in this. Um, wasn't he the uh, basically like the caretaker of the kids yep. and stuff uh, back so in the day? Yeah, so he survived the uh, incursion, which is what they what they call Secret Wars, uh, which gotcha. is cool because a lot of people didn't, and a lot of people didn't make it to this. It's not even a reboot because like people like Civil War still happened, everything still happened. It's not like a hard reboot. Like right. Uncle Ben still dies, um, but. Um, people there's a there's a five-year gap and that's also where cyclops died to type it tie it back into all new x-men where people don't remember what happened so gotcha. miles, miles is 17 he remembers being 14 in the ultimate universe that's it like uh, peter doesn't know what happened in those five years wow okay yeah and it's cool though that they with this dragon man like he appears to be very smart and he like wears glasses and yeah. stuff now um whereas like my understanding of Dragon Man back in the day when he was a villain was, I mean, he wasn't all that smart and stuff. He was just, like, tearing stuff up. Right, he was a Dragon Man. He was, like, a uh, rhino with wings. Yeah, you know what? That's a bit, That's the best way to ever <laughs> describe Dragon Man. Um, and then, so they apparently make a universe every day except on Tuesdays. Tuesday yeah. is taco night. Uh, yeah, duh, taco Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, so... Their their latest universe is a cold one. Very cold. And they named it Bob. Bob. I feel like that was all on the uh the Moloids. <laughs> um and so uh Val and Franklin are hanging out in the same tent together and uh, Franklin is the one that kind of brings it up about missing Uncle Ben and Johnny. Yeah, definitely. Um, Val's trying to video chat with her new space boyfriend, and right. know, that's where then that's when um, Franklin brings it up. And yeah, because Franklin's like, "Hey, uh, can't you just uh, boost the signal enough to reach Earth?" Right. And she's so like, "Home, I'm good, but there's no way that I'm that good." And, and so she, that's when it, she's like, I get it. I miss Ben and Johnny too. Like they're sad that they, they, the team's broken up. Like, right, right. Exactly. And it's really sad that, um, just where, uh, Franklin is like, sometimes I like to pretend that they're here, but mom's yeah, making right, them invisible. That got me too. Aww. I was like, man, y'all are just going to keep punching me in the gut. Huh? This is messed up. I did just now realize that uh, Franklin is number five and Val is number six. Yep. That's pretty funny. After the fantastic foe. 
Um, and then we get a pretty heartwarming scene where Mr. Fantastic um, brings some drinks to him and Sue. Which, I love this scene because for far too long in the Fantastic Four books, it's like Mr. Fantastic ignores Invisible Woman. Yeah, like there's, I don't know if you watch the Venture Brothers, but their version of Reed Richards is like he's a like egotistical wife beater. Oh like, no! Yeah, like he's just like the stereotypical fifties husband going off of like the old school Reed Richards. Oh right, R- Venture Brothers. If you're a comic fan, I can't recommend it enough. Season seven's airing right now. It's so good. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, yeah. So this was this was really awesome to me to see that like, you know, he came over here with this gesture to her or whatever, and uh. He got Molecule Man to change their Colombian <laughs> brand, uh, blend into Sumatra. Right. And she says, I love that man. <laughs> uh, and uh, Reed is like, sorry, but you're stuck with me. Yep, sorry. Um, and then they they kind of spend the night together out. And then... Um... We have everyone getting up, like, getting packing up, ready to explore the next universe. Right. And um, a, a universe a universe of just theme parks. A place with <laughs> sentient zeppelins. It, I like where he's like, uh, just theme parks, and the Molecule Man's like, no, try again. Try again, sorry. And then, yeah, he brings up zeppelin, uh, sentient, uh, sentient zeppelins, like talking whales filled with helium. <laughs> and then Molecule Man's like, I want to say no, but now I have to see that. Right. And I was uh, like, oh, this is going to be cool. And but... then, yeah, I was bummed out, too, that we get, didn't get to see the talking helium whales. Because uh, Franklin, yeah, Franklin tries to use his powers again, and uh, nothing's happening. Yeah. And it's not like his powers are gone. Yeah, he's still super uni- powerful. It's just for some reason they're not working. He can't create universes anymore. Like he can still do. Like uh, Reed brings it up. Uh, your power's still on a cosmic level, still practically off the charts. But um, and then he doesn't finish that thought. Right. Um, but yeah, so he apparently he cannot make universes anymore. Um, and we get our first look of the villain. Of yeah. This run, which is. And... Uh, so we see a smile. Shh. And she's she's like, a fi- baddie. She's uh, yeah. Um, she's like, finally, the boy god's reign is over. Time to make things right again. And then the right. sky breaks. Right. Time to grieve. Yeah. And everybody's freaking out that the sky is falling, um, which rightfully so. Yeah, and then we get to see her full design. Right. Uh, with these like weird. With these butthole monsters. Mouth mo- Yeah, butthole monsters. We'll call them that. <laughs> um. And she's talking about how she's entropy, heat, death, but my preferred title is the griever at the end of all things. And then, so, in all the press releases and stuff, I think she goes by the griever. Yes. So. Uh, uh, so she is just, like, I guess the embodiment of, like, dead universes. See, I'm not really sure. Like, I, I couldn't really put it together. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if this was somebody accidentally created by Franklin when he was creating the universe. Right, or like when they were, like, this is a product of Secret Wars, or... Right. So I don't know, or if she was just kind of, like, hanging out in the shadows somewhere and just waiting for her time to strike. But, I guess anyways, we'll get it explained later. Yeah, um, maybe so. <clears throat> maybe so, but she was if she was waiting for her time to strike, she found it. Yes, very much so. So... Um, she's very mad that they've been adding universes to the multiverse. Um, and Molecule Man is trying to fix the sky. Right. Uh, and get, just dies. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. One of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe dies. Couldn't believe this. I was like, what just <laughs> happened? Because she's just like, hey, zip zap, you're dead. I'm like, what? Right. And then you got these butthole monsters pooping out white white poop streams. <laughs> I can't figure that out. That's upsetting. Ashes uh, to ashes and molecules to molecules. Um, yeah. So, so they're trying... The, the crew here is trying to figure out what's happening. Reed's just like, everyone needs to get in the ship right now. We need to get out of this universe. Right. Um, 
And so, so they do. They all jump yeah. into the ship. They listen. So they're on the ship, and um, we get a monologue here from the Griever, who's following them in a big bug monster ship. Right. Um, and, and this is kind of cool, the way that they're like flying through the different universes. Yeah, and we see them getting destroyed. Right. Um, so she explains that like none of these were ever meant to be. But our uh, time to grieve for everything that was ever wasn't ever meant to be. So she's like destroying entire universes with this ship. Yeah, like um, I mean, hello, what kind of power does this chica have? Right, where she's just just rolling through these universes, like just putting destroying Thanos them. to shame. Yeah, right. Um, and she's like, uh, Sue's like every universe we've charted. She's she's pretty much wrecking them all, uh, and. Reed's like, we can't focus on that right now. And this is where the old Reed kind of comes back, where he's like, ah, uh, we need to get this done. Right, um, right. And Priorities uh, in, life... in, in dwelling on that isn't our priority right now. Yeah. And I really like this quote from Reed, where he's like, in all, in, or uh, from Sue, where she's like, nothing scares me more than asking Reed a question and hearing him reply, I don't know. Right. So they're running some tests on Franklin to figure out what's happening. Uh, right, which and, they must have escaped the ship enough to where they're like, all right, well, we can go check on Franklin and stuff right now. Right. Um, and Dragon Man kind of gives us a power scale on where Franklin's at. Possesses right. more power than the Hulk, Thor, the Silver Surfer. Yeah, I was all like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> That's crazy. So, um, especially just more power than Silver Server. Right. Like, that's insane. Dude is power cosmic. Like, hello. Um, and then there's little Dragon Man with his glasses on. <laughs> so, the crew goes back and forth on whether or not to fight him now. Fight the Griever now, or try to recruit, or, like, go to different universes, and then, then, then make their stand. Right. Um, but Val makes the decision for them. Well, and, okay, so the one dude here, the one kid is from, like you said, the uh, Power Pack. Yeah. Any idea who the other kid is supposed to be? I don't know who this is. But I like that um, dude from the Power Pack is like, hey, we've mapped out the battlefield. Yeah. And then Mr. Fantastic's like, this isn't a war. Um, <laughs> it's survival. And then the the other kid that we don't know who he is i like how he's like um for waging our survival yeah so he kind of like pushed it back like yeah sure i found the best beachhead to wage our survival instead of waging (laughs) war um Um, and so yeah val is yelling for mr fantastic he's kind of like hey shut up I gotta figure this thing out over here. <laughs> hey, you just hey, fly this thing. Kid. I need to like do this multiverse saving thing here. Right. Uh, and and then... I didn't realize she's supposed to be super smart. Yeah, so she's on on par with Mr. Fantastic. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would really love to see like further on down the road in this series, like them working together to figure things out or whatever. That would right, be really yeah, cool. Like doing doing something science related to solve yeah, problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the old father brings, daughter. She brings up that they're coming up on a Boros world. Um and that Reed's just like not paying attention. He's like, It's called calculus, but we can save the remaining thousand universes if we stop at this specific universe. Right. And then Val's just like like hell it is and takes <laughs> takes the helm here. And scuttles the ship. Yep, right on Aurora's planet. I mean, love does dumb things. It sure does. Do you think um, a visible woman would have done that for Namor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Aboro lifts, lifts up the hatch, opens up the ship. Right. Um, and then Franklin's kind of pissed because his sister just scuttled the ship. I love that Aboro calls Franklin Lord Franklin. Lord Franklin. <laughs> uh, lady, that was a foolish move. You should. I love that they're like, this is just an everyday family dispute for the Fantastic Four. Like, right. the universe is at stake and they're having a father-daughter talk right now. Exactly. Uh, which and is... she's real mouthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then 
she's like, this is where we make our stand. So right. Franklin's like, all right, well, um, come I up with something. I was told I've got all this power. Yeah, come up with something fast. I'll go more powerful than the Hulk, the Hulk Thor, or the Surfer. I can do this. Right. And um, plink. Yeah, like, not, nothing. This nothing. is a Thanos snap, is exactly what this is. Yeah, it's not like um, Franklin's dead, but he's down for the count for sure. No, just just with her pointing at him. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, what is going on with this chick? Um, and then Franklin wakes up to see that they all tried to fight. Some of them are down. Some of them look dead. Yeah. They're laid out. Yeah. Some of them that moloid like... head is done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the floating moloid head. Um, to, and then she starts bad-mouthing the Fantastic Four. Um, and she Reed corrects her and is like, this was the future foundation, mostly children. If the rest right. of my family were here, if you had faced all of the Fantastic Four, we would have easily defeated you. Right. And, and so, snap... Yeah, so she's like, all right, all right, I'm going to call your bluff, and brings down a machine that can um, take her to any reality or bring any rea- bring anything from those realities to me. Yeah, her uh, transmaterializer. Yeah, so he, she's like, okay, all right, uh, summon the rest of them. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, summon the rest of your family, and we'll do this thing. And so this is where we pick up where the last issue left yeah, off. Because it, this was the last panel. The last issue was Reed looking at this thing. Right, and talking to Sue and saying, hey, you trust me, right? She's like, absolutely. And uh, so here we go. So he pulls the lever, turns on the thing. The right. floor signal goes out. Yep. Um, and we see the last panel, once again, of the uh, last issue where um, the thing and Johnny Storm see the signal. Then they get bamfed. Yeah, yeah. Dematerialized and showing up back on this planet or in this universe where everybody else is. But I love that Mr. This Fantastic is... used his words very carefully on yeah. what he was going to do. We did it, old friends, it's been to. And then Griever is like, what? This is deception. And then right. Mr. Fantastic is like, no, this is the Fantastic Four. And this yeah. is my extended family. So it's everyone who's ever been a member of the Fantastic Four. Yes, Wars. and I legit have got cold Man, chills. We have Black Panther, we have Spider-Man, we have Logan, who's recently back to life. Right. Um, Medusa, Storm. Ghost Rider, uh, Luke Cage. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby the Robot. Um, <laughs> everyone, uh, some of these other ones, I'm not sure who they are. I think that's supposed to be maybe Jessica Jones. Um, the-, the bottom left here next to Luke Cage. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know who this female thing is, and then the thing with the person helmet over her head. I've seen them before, but I don't remember who okay. uh, who they are. Um, yeah, Ghost Rider's in there. I don't know who the lady that's on fire is. Oh, God. Um, who was um, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the old cartoon? It was oh, Ice-Man and uh, Firebird? It's not Firestorm, is it? It's not Firestorm. That's no, DC. Firestorm's DC. It must be Firebird. Okay. Um, and then, um, who's the little lady with the wings on her feet, like Namor, but not Namor? Oh, God, who is this? I'm not sure. And um, then, any idea who the little blonde dude is behind her? Uh, behind Iceman? Yeah. Uh, she showed up in the first issue. I think that's one of Johnny's exes. No, that's a dude. Is it? The one behind Iceman? Yeah. And like a yellow and black costume. Yeah, I thought that I was think. a girl with short hair. Oh, I thought it was a dude. Well, I guess we'll figure out next issue. We'll definitely figure out next issue. So, yeah, but everyone who's ever been a member. This, like, because, again, I uh, did this. I'm using my iPad, so, like, I was using the panel by panel. Yeah. And, like, so the way that it does it is it's zoomed in on Reed saying, my extended family, and then when you swipe it again, it zooms out and the entire panel oh, shows up. So, so what were you thinking for those two moments where you didn't get to see everyone? Well, like, I saw just enough to, like, see Logan and Medusa. Oh, yeah. 
but then when you swipe and then everybody is there like i got cold chills i was like <laughs> yes this is so good this is such a good way to oh so smart and like just the original fantastic four right there like with thing in his suit and stuff looking totally badass and johnny yeah. like yeah let's bring it oh like uh here's a better look at the whole crew as the cover of the next issue oh uh, really so that girl is she hawk she's just not she's not hawked out yet oh yeah 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 the one that's on the far left yeah because yeah that warrior. makes sense yeah. duh um yeah because i don't know why i would have thought that would have been jessica jones um so where is Hulk at in this? Yeah, I don't know because he's on this next cover too. Right. Hmm. I mean, you can only squeeze so many amazing characters <laughs> into one panel. But man, that was that was a great ending to that yeah, book. It was. I was like, oh baby. But so I'm very excited for next month's. Now we have to wait a whole, a whole month other again. Month. This is painful. <laughs> That's the that's the bad thing about reading like all new X Men right now and then reading this is we can read as many of all new X Men as we want because it's over exactly and this we just have to painfully wait until the next issue right but damn it that was a good issue it was so great new villain great new villain super powerful just uh finding out about Franklin and Val and. Um, they're older now. Like they're they're older and they're using their powers. And um, with Franklin being so powerful, I just the whole thing just kind of blows my mind. But yeah, baby. All right, so, so that about wraps it up for us. That's that's it for this week. Now I got to go try to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Connor, thanks for reading this with me. Yeah. Um. Next episode will be issues 10 and 11 of All New X-Men. All right. Well, we will see you next time. All right. That's it. That's everything. That's all that we have this week. You can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at comic underscore companion. And you can email us at comicbookcompanion at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at M More Comedy, and you can follow Connor at Attack on Wake Up. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you would be so kind, please give us a quick five star review. We would very much appreciate it. Now, until next time, we have been your comic book companion. <laughs>